to the Building One Story at a Time podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Katie Herbine. And I'm Stephanie Lachance. Today, we're breaking down electrical considerations on our favorite home plan, the fan favorite, the Brentwood. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, I'm excited about this podcast because your girl loves some electrical. Give me some lighting. (laughs) But not the big light. No big lights. little lights. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) She needs the big lights when she can't see. Sometimes I need the big lights (laughs) when I'm really like doing a task like a puzzle. Puzzle girl over here. Exactly. Uh, But for the most part, when I'm relaxing, reading, give me those little lights. And we are going to help talk you through today. What does that mean for me (laughs) based on my lifestyle and my needs? What electrical considerations should I be thinking about? What electrical additions above and beyond? What would come included in a new home? are things that I need to add into my new build. All right, let's dive in. So we'll start with overhead lighting, and this is specific to the EG Solsfuse homes. We can't speak to any other builders in the area. But overhead lighting for us, we include a surface mount fixture in your foyer, kind of envisioning that this is like the first entry into your personality when your guests come over. What light fixture do you have in there? Is it a big, bold fixture? Is it a more minimalist fixture? And then moving into your dining room. In your dining room, we do include one five-light chandelier, and then you have a choice of different chandeliers that you can choose for that space. If you're envisioning the space to be, again, maybe a place where you work on puzzles, maybe a place where the kids do their homework, you may want to consider adding some additional recessed lighting in this space above and beyond just the chandelier. The chandelier can be very nice, but for some of those like darker months in winter when it gets dark at five o'clock, This is a space that you used often for a lot of those kind of task-oriented items. You may want some additional overhead lighting. Mm -hmm. Your family room, this is our favorite room because this is only lamp light, at least what we include. So all of your receptacles will be switched so that you can flip a switch and the beautiful ambient light will come on. Um, Often we see people adding some recessed lights to this area. Again, that's like for your task. Maybe you're vacuuming and you really want to be able to see all that nitty-gritty. Um, but if you are liking the overhead lighting, maybe you want to add a dimmer so that you can soften that when you Mm -hmm. aren't vacuuming, um, and just kind of hanging around. We also see a lot of people doing a ceiling fan rough in, which is just capped wiring in the ceiling, adding maybe even a statement light fixture in there in the future, or of course the ceiling fan. You can also do, um, nowadays for the ceiling fans. I've been talking about this a lot, Um, but (laughs) whether you buy a ceiling fan or fan light combo from us or you do one in the future, they now make these really nifty universal controls that go on the wall, right? So instead of having two switches, one for your fan and one for your light, and then you still got to use the pole chain to control the fan speed. So instead of that, now this universal control will control all of those settings just from simple buttons on the wall. So you can walk up to this panel hit the fan light on and off, and then control the fan speed all by those buttons right there. Moving into, in our example of the Brentwood floor plan, the flex room, but this would also apply to any studies or dens offered by EG Stolzfus across our home plans. Again, this would be a space considered lamp light, so you flip a switch and then half of the receptacles would turn on any floor or table lamps that you have plugged in around the room. We generally like to recommend adding recessed lighting in here, again, based on how you're going to use the space. For the size of most of these flex rooms, studies, dens, we're generally recommending about two to four recessed lights. And then again, this is a great place you can also add a ceiling fan rough in. 
It doesn't have to be a ceiling fan. It doesn't have to be a fan light. It could actually just be a fixture. So mm -hmm. if you want to go to Lowe's Home Depot one day down the future, you decide, hey, I do want a surface mount fixture in here. You could throw that up for this room. And it would pr probably provide you enough light to get you through to walk into that room, have the ability to flip a switch and find whatever you need. Mm -hmm. Definitely. In our kitchens, <clears throat> you're going to have the most overhead lighting in your kitchen space. Of course, this is your working zone in the house. This is where everything happens. So in your kitchen, we'll have a number of recessed lights around the perimeter. You'll also have a recessed light dedicated to above your kitchen sink, and you can turn these on independently. So if you're working at the sink, you can just have that light on. That also gives you the ability to kind of have a little bit more ambient lighting, turning on different sets of the recessed lights. You can also add, and we would 100% recommend this, under cabinet lighting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so if you add under cabinet lighting, it's really nice. It's a very nice task lighting while you are actually working at the counter because it's right mm -hmm. there. It's shining down on what you're cooking. It's not casting a shadow behind you or anything like that. And it's also really beautiful at night when you have the rest of the lights in the kitchen off and mm -hmm. just your soft under cabinet lighting on kind of creating that ambient effect. Also, like the layering of light, right? Because yeah. most of our light is coming from above, up ahead. So the under cabinet lighting also gives you that effect of like adding just like more dimension. And like you recommended, you know. That's such so a good way to say it. The layering of light. Because you definitely think about layering when you think about design and the colors and the textures. But you don't really consider the layers of light. Absolutely. Yeah. And lighting, I meant to say this at the beginning, but why I'm such a lighting freak is because lighting really impacts the way that we interpret and see things, right? So even here in the design studio, we can take a sample and we can look at it under artificial light. We can take that same sample and look at it under natural light in front of the big windows at the front of our space. And you can tell that it looks different. And that, there's a lot of science and anatomy on why that is about how the human eye interprets uh, light waves and how the eye kind of absorbs that as well. Uh, so lighting is so important. I always say you can have the most well-designed space ever. But if you don't have the lighting to make it look good, um, then you're, 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 <laughs> your you're still kind of fall flat. Your materials fall flat. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I think lighting, too, is also really personal because of what you said and how your eye perceives it. Everybody's eyes perceive color differently. Mm -hmm. And so if your eyes don't pick up that color, having additional light could definitely help with that. Um, let's talk a little about bathrooms. So bathrooms, not much lighting is like added to bathrooms. Generally, you'll have a fixture over every sink and a fan light combo in a full bathroom. Um, but oftentimes, if people do like a really beautiful tile shower or have like that freestanding soaking tub, they want a recess light over top of that to really showcase that out. Um, so we also have that option to add lighting in your bathrooms. Yes, absolutely. And we will remember to ask you if you ever do a tile shower, if, if you're buying an E.G. Seltzer's home, or if and when you're buying one of our homes, we will ask you if you would like to add that recessed light above your tile shower package. Uh, talking about some of those smaller spaces, so uh, this would be laundry room, walk-in closets, walk-in pantries, hallways, and in the basement stairwell. We would include one flush mount recess style light. So generally, we don't recommend adding additional lighting for these spaces because you're not really in them that long. You're basically just in and out grabbing whatever you need mm -hmm. for all kind of non-walk-in closets. So this could be like your coat closet at the entry, 
on the Brentwood, for example. Um, it could be your linen closets on the second floor hallway. Uh, it could also be like a regular closet attached to a bedroom. Mm-hmm. No lighting would be included for those spaces. However, we have heard some folks like to be able to light those up so they can better find items in those smaller closets. So we do offer a switched LED strip light that can be added. And it's just kind of mounted uh, above the header of those doors. And then you would get to choose the location of the switch to control that light on and off. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Let's talk a little bit about some outdoor lighting. So. We include a front porch light, a rear door light, and then a lamppost light. Um, that creates a nice ambient kind of lighting up your main entryways and stuff. We included exterior door lights. We have one by your front door, one by your back door, and then a large lamppost out by your driveway front walkway. Um, so that does a really nice job illuminating those spaces and creating kind of like that, that curb appeal look when you drive up at twilight. Um, but if you need additional exterior lighting, you can add motion censored spotlights to the backyard um, or even yeah. recessed lights in the soffit of the house. I've seen people mm-hmm. do this like um, by their garage doors to add some extra lighting to that the extra down lighting to the garage door really or pretty in the, fr- the front recessed lights in the porch. If you do that on the front porch, um, really creates some beautiful ambient light coming from the house definitely uh, improves your curb appeal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I'd point it to what you mentioned, Katie, spotlights. Uh, those would be the, like your exterior double-headed spotlights. Some folks like to add those also for security with the motion mm-hmm. sensor. Um, I've had some folks do them on all four sides of the house. Uh, so they feel very safe and secure. Uh, that is available to you. Uh, But that motion sensor can be toggled on and off, so it doesn't always have to be um, motion activated if you do just want the ability to control that via a switch. Moving into receptacles. So you're going to be very pleasantly surprised by the amount of receptacles that come included in your new home because code requires a lot more receptacles or outlets some people call them plugs, <laughs> than you would see in like your 1940s, 1950s house. Uh, for example, our city homes, mm-hmm. we struggle with finding an outlet for everything that we'd like to plug in. That mm-hmm. will not be the case in your new EG Solstice home. So for bedrooms, living spaces, so this would be like dining room, flex room, living rooms, dens, studies, um, you will have a minimum of one outlet on every wall, eight to 10 feet apart. So for example, a 12-foot 13-foot wall, you'll have two outlets along that wall. Okay. So a couple of things that can be added here. Uh, you can add additional receptacles if you need more. Um, you can add a PVC chase up high on the wall. You can even add just an outlet up high on the wall if you're mostly streaming your things to the TV. We've seen a lot of people say, I don't run cable boxes. I'm definitely not plugging a PlayStation into that. So You can add just a receptacle up on the wall and then hide your cords there or an actual chase that goes behind the drywall to run an HDMI cord through if you are still using a cable box or have a different a different um, additional things to plug into that TV. Because when you mentioned to us that um, I'm going to be putting a TV there, what's going to be our next question? What do you plan to plug into that TV? And then using that information will best be able to kind of guide you. Well, do you need just an outlet or should we do a PVC chase here? What's going to be the best setup for how you plan to run this? Mm -hmm. And just like Katie described, um, you can kind of think through uh, again ahead of time. What am I plugging in? 
How much space am I going to need for these things? How bulky are these things? Are they all going to fit like a slim profile behind my TV? Or am I going to need to store them down below in an auxiliary piece of furniture? Mm -hmm. You can also float a receptacle in the floor. If you have a basement, we can do this very easily. Um, We just kind of, this would allow you to plug in if you have a motorized couch. We can plug it into the floor. Or if you wanted to be able to float table lamps and floor lamps out in the space without having them up against a wall, you can add a floor receptacle. That's really nice. Mm -hmm. Yep. We've also seen people do an outlet above the fireplace mantle. So sometimes we do this actually installed horizontally, and that's because they know that they want to do like maybe lit garland around the holidays, or they want to plug in like some type of little, maybe a little lamp there. Or some type of accent. And when you're not using the outlet, too, you can just put a piece of decor and hide that outlet when it's not in use. That's a really good idea. I didn't even think about that when I was talking about outlet up high. But we've definitely done that with people wanting to light up garland. One more thing to mention about your kind of TV setup and technology setup. We will include one coaxial line. That's a cable television line. We include that in the basement at the electric panel, and we kind of assume that's where you will keep your home network hub, and then you'll plug in your modem router down there, and you'll either run Wi-Fi off of there, or you can hardwire Ethernet cables from that location to any other location in the home that you plan to plug in a television, um, a printer, a a computer, anything that you want to have hardwired to the internet. Now, you don't need to keep your modem router at the panel. You can elect to put an additional cable line somewhere else in the home. But wherever you want to keep your modem router, if you do want those hard connections via Ethernet, we'll probably want to consider adding additional CAT6 lines. So that would be a female-to-female port that would run from your home network hub location to the location of wherever you want to have uh, additional items plugged into Internet. A lot so, of gamers doing this. Yes, yeah. <laughs> this is the techie option. So yeah, uh, usually people know when they want that option because they have that hard wire set up now. Yep, absolutely. <clears throat> Tell us what comes included in the kitchen, Katie. Enough receptacles in your backsplash to plug appliance with a two-foot cord in from anywhere on the kitchen counter. So that's... Kind of hard to say exactly how many you'll have, but you'll have enough that wherever you want to put your blender, you'll be able to plug it in and use it. Yeah. <laughs> that goes the same goes for cabinetry extensions. If you opt for cabinetry in a butler's pantry area or just extending the cabinetry in the kitchen, that would also be subject to getting additional outlets. Absolutely. Yep. And when you add the optional island. Keep in mind, on some plans where the sink is built into the island, your island would be included. So when you add an optional island, one outlet comes included on that island. You'll also have an outlet on the the sink in the island outlet. (laughs) I think I tracked that. (laughs) You'll have an outlet on the island, regardless of your sink is there or if you have elected to purchase an optional island. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for saying that in human ways for me. Words. (laughs) And for bathrooms, you will have an outlet, one included for each sink vanity. So in the owner's bathroom, two, in the powder bathroom, one, and then the other bathrooms throughout the house. um, Usually the upstairs, like the hall bath, we'll call it, or bath number two, that usually comes included with just a single vanity. So one outlet in there. And then you can elect for 
A double vanity, if you picked that option, you would have two outlets. You can also add additional outlets in bathrooms if you wanted to have a towel warmer or a bidet or something like that to plug in. Um, We can add outlets near the toilet even. And you'll have one outlet that comes included in the laundry room that's accessible. Uh, This is in addition to the plug or the hookups for your actual washer dryer. Um, And it's generally opposite the washer dryer, uh, but it can vary per plan. So let's talk about the garage a little bit because a lot of people use their garage for more than parking their car. Um, So in your garage, you'll have two outlets included, one on either side of the garage on those long walls. You can add, if you have an electric car, we can add a 50 amp NEMA outlet um, that you would then get your charging station and connect to that. Um, But that's a new option because a lot of people are moving to that electric car. Um, And one note about that, we generally don't like to recommend adding that up front unless you do already have an electric vehicle. And that's only because the technology surrounding uh, how we charge these, this new, this technology is just so new. The charging, what's required for these charging ports, it can be ever changing. So adding something now, if you're like, eh, maybe five to 10 years down the road, well, the technology required for that charging port may change so much in that time that uh, it might not be worth adding now. Definitely. That's a good point. We've also had a lot of people say, I think I'm going to finish my basement in the future. I'd like to add some extra receptacles down there. If you plan to do that, don't buy extra receptacles from us. When they finish the basement for you, you'll be required by code to have the same number of outlets in the space as upstairs. So um, if you're having somebody finish that basement for you in the future, they will be responsible for adding those additional receptacles Mm -hmm. as well. So you wouldn't need to purchase them up front through us. And then included in your foyers, your second floor landings and balconies, you'll have one receptacle for those spaces. So again, if you're going to be vacuuming uh, upstairs on the second floor landing or the balcony overlooking the staircase, you'll have a place to plug in that vacuum. And then same in the foyer if you want to have like a little table lamp or a little um, entry table with a little table lamp plugged in there, you will have the ability to do so. One place that we do see people adding outlets to quite frequently would be your walk-in pantries and your walk-in closets. So no outlets would come included in there. Um, So for walk-in pantries, sometimes people like to add them because they want to have like a Dyson or charge their Dyson in there uh, or maybe have the Roomba, the Roomba's base station in there or any other type of like maybe small kitchen appliance that you might want to charge and have like fairly accessible. And then same for walk-in closets, folks are adding them in there because Uh, That's a great place to do like some of that ironing or steaming. Uh, We've even had people say, I'm going to have a makeup vanity in there Mm -hmm. and I want to have some lighting for that. So uh, a great place to consider adding extra outlets. Yeah, definitely. Back to the basement, though, you will actually have one that comes included on the electric panel. We just can't guarantee the exact placement of that plant panel ahead of time. Uh, because it is contingent on site conditions, and also the electric company has some say in that too. And then you'll also have one at the sump pit, and the sump pump will generally plug into this outlet, so you'll have kind of one open plug on that receptacle. Um, We do recommend running a home, a a dehumidifier, excuse me, running a dehumidifier in your basement. That's going to help with like some of that um, moisture, kind of like that dank feeling that can occur in a basement. 
Uh, so that's a great place to plug in your dehumidifier and direct drain it into your sump pit. And then we also like to recommend adding an outlet down there, kind of thinking ahead to installing a water softener. Oh, so yeah. we don't offer uh, purchasing a water softener from us up front, but most of uh, Lancaster County and the surrounding counties, it is considered to be hard water here. So what that means is it's going to have that like mineral buildup, that white stuff that you get on your faucets and the aerators. Calcium. Yeah, that streakiness <laughs> that you'll notice on your shower doors. Uh, basically, hard water, too, is going to be a lot rougher, harder, on your appliances, <laughs> no pun intended, um, than if you have a water softener. So you might actually get a longer lifespan out of your appliances if you do install a water softener. So you can add that outlet now near the water main in the basement, kind of pre-planning for having that installed in the future. That's a great point. I've also heard that hard water is like difficult on your hair like yeah. if you have softer water your hair is like cleaner or something that's what i've heard <laughs> <laughs> all right so moving to the outside of your house we include a receptacle on the front porch and a receptacle near the back of the house so that would be either if you're right outside of a patio slider or if you have a walkout basement, you'll actually have two, one for a future deck area and then one down below. These are nice to have to plug in your uh, Christmas lights or if you're running a leaf blower or something like that. Um, you can add additional exterior outlets to uh, your lamp post if you wanted mm -hmm. to wrap Christmas lights up on there. Um, you can also add a photo cell to a lamp post so you wouldn't need to physically be there to turn it on and off. It would turn on from dusk to dawn. That's how you know you've made it when your lamp post turns on automatically. Yeah. <laughs> if you have a lamp post, you made it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing to consider, too, when you add the screened-in porch, your outlet is going to be on your screened porch. So what that means is you're not going to have an outlet for the yard in the back. Mm. So you might want to consider if you want to have, like, an accessible a receptacle that you don't have to plug into in the porch to run whatever you want into your backyard, you might want to add an extra outlet. That's a good point. In the backyard outside of the porch. Mm -hmm. And then two exterior hose faucets come included as well, one for the front of the house and then one for the back. Uh, we don't generally see people adding too many more of those, but if they do, it might be for like washing cars, which we can actually do one in the garage. It just has to be on an inside house wall because that wall is insulated. We can't run a plumbing line on your exterior garage walls. Other names for hose faucets, hose bibs, spigots. <laughs> <laughs> we know what you mean. It's okay. If you call it any of the above, we'll know what you're talking about. <laughs> Spigot. But if you if you found this information helpful and you're like, oh, my gosh, you're scrambling to try to retain any of this or you might be confused, you might have some questions. Do not stress. Do not worry. We will actually give you a full printout of everything we just talked about, including our recommendations on what can be added. Once you are under contract with EG Soulsfoods to build with us, um, you will come to your first appointment. You will get this printout. And you will have at least one to two weeks in between your two design appointments to kind of consider these options and think through like what you need based on your lifestyle. Uh, so uh, this is just kind of a scratching on the surface, really. But And we'll be here as your experts, too, if you ever have a question. We update this list anytime we hear an obscure reason somebody wanted <laughs> to add an outlet or an obscure thing somebody wanted to do or even just a good idea that they had but didn't do. 
we'll add it to this list so that everybody else can consider those things as well. Um, so definitely share with us. We're not shy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another good thing to think about, too, when you're planning for electrical in your new home is like maybe your furniture layout. So mm-hmm. like considering for the bedrooms, which walls are going to be my bed walls? Um, how will I lay out my living room furniture? Because that's going to play a crucial role in knowing like if you do want a floor receptacle, mm-hmm. where are we going to be placing that floor receptacle for yeah, you? Yeah, definitely. That's a good point. Thinking about where you're planning to put your what wall you'll even hang your TV on, if you're going to mount it up on the wall, or if you're going to have it sitting on a piece of furniture, because we'll walk you through all those different kind of scenarios. If you are going to have it up on the wall, what do you need up there? Well, in closing today, Katie, I want to ask you a question. I'd like you to share with us what is, as of this moment right now today, your favorite sample that we offer through the design studio? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Any material or is it a specific material? It can be any material. All right. I'll go with the new dark green cabinets that we introduced. So Fern, if you're in the Red Rose communities. And eucalyptus, if you're in the Woodmont cabinetry communities, um, that deep green color is like my mm. heart. <laughs> it's giving for sure. It's giving. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you that same question. What's your favorite sample? Oh, my gosh. I should have been prepared because it was my question that I just <laughs> ad-libbed, but I hadn't even thought about it that much. Um I think it is that backsplash in the top upper right-hand corner. Mm-hmm. It is um, the 2 by 8 It's a subway look tile backsplash. Um, it is from... Do you remember? Color Story, I think. Color Story, yes. Yep. Is it... Uh, what color is it? Tranquility. Oh, my gosh. It's- Tranquility. That's it. And it's the perfect word to describe the color because it's like blue-green kind mm-hmm. of can chameleon either way if you're pairing it with something else that's a really pretty tile we actually haven't done that one for a while we haven't done that for a while yeah we'll have to work that into a design coming on definitely putting that in somebody's design concept that says i'm not afraid of color exactly (laughs) yes show me all the color all right we will talk to you next time bye guys bye